For years, I've told people that over and over again, that parenting gets more difficult as kids get older. Now, our oldest is about to turn 29 in May, and our youngest is 18. But I, I learned this lesson a really long time ago. So it doesn't get easier. And today I'm going to teach you um, why it gets harder and how you can make your parenting journey with older teens and the 20-year-olds to not be quite so, well, difficult, um, <laughs> tricky. <laughs> um, there are many tips and tools that I'm going to share with you this time. So today's podcast is titled Parenting Lessons from a Bird. Now that might seem like a really funny, weird uh, title, but you'll understand as we get going. My name is Brenda Baker, and you are listening to the Moms Mixed Family Blender podcast. I'm, I apologize in advance. I caught a little bit of a cold at a business conference that we were just at, and so I'm a little plugged up, so I apologize. <laughs> Um, My husband, Mike, and I have been married for 23 years. We have five boys. My husband served two tours to Iraq with the Montana National Guard. We have four grandkids, and we're a mixed family. So I'm also the founder of Mom's Mixed Family Blender and the author of Helping Others Helps Me. My goal is to help you to learn how to thrive through the tough stuff because, you know, we all have tough stuff. We all have things that we have to figure out. Um, and so I want to help you to learn how to help yourself and to help others along the way. So I want to start out with a story. And this story is about one of our sons. Um, it's something that we have dealt with and it really applies to what I'm going to be talking about today. Um, when this particular son was around 18, he decided that he was <laughs> smarter than us, which don't we all do that with our parents? I don't know how many apologies I have made to my parents over the years just for what a know-it-all and, and stuff that I was. But anyways, he decided that he knew more and um, <clears throat> he wasn't following the house rules. Now, he had um, younger brothers that were watching and so... At one point, we decided that it was time to have a chat with him, and we talked to him about, you know, hey, remember the house rules? You know, basically, we were just telling him and giving him a warning that it was important for him to make sure that he was following the house rules. Now, at 18, we didn't have a ton of those, but there were a few key ones that were really, really important to us, and we made sure that our kids all knew that. Anyways, this particular son decided that he still didn't want to follow the rules. And so about two weeks later, we basically had to take action. Um, Because, you know, as a parent, we need to be making sure that our words are going to be backed up with action. Um, Because in one of the biggest problems that happens when we say things and then we don't follow through is, well, our kids decide that, that our words don't mean anything. So anyways, we decided to take action. We, we told this particular kid what was going to happen if the house rules were not followed. And, you know, it was, it was basically one of those things where it was time for him to move on. It was time for him to move out and go, 
you know, see the world and and do what he wanted to do. (laughs) Just not with his younger brothers watching. (laughs) Um, And so anyways, um, we just basically told him, you know, you didn't follow the rules. So it's time for you to find somewhere else to live to save the relationship. Now we weren't kicking him out. We were just, it was a very, you know, collected conversation, but he just, he made it very clear that he wasn't going to follow our rules. Um, And so it was interesting too, because this particular son made, you know, you know, we all make some bad decisions in our life, I think. Um, But he made a really fast turnaround. And now he tells people that he's really glad that we did that because it made him realize that we did know what we were talking about. So little did I know that other people had the same issues with their, you know, somewhere between 18 and 22 year olds. Um, You know, at the time, I felt like, man, what is the problem here? Like, it was, you know, it was just really hard, because we had had problems with, um, with other sons. And, so it was just so hard. And I, I was one of those that just really beat myself up because I felt like, man, I was a stay at home mom. I did all these things. I sacrificed for my kids. What the heck? What I didn't understand at that point was that human nature is really the problem. That is the problem with the world is human nature. We just want to do what we want to do. And as younger, younger people, we tend to push it further. (laughs) So Anyways, it was surprising to me as I started having, you know, the older kids, how often I was asked about that specifically, you know, how to deal with a teen that isn't, you know, pulling their weight at home or won't get a job or won't keep a job or like I have had that, those questions and many, many more. And I started to realize that this was really an issue. And so that's, that's why I want to do this podcast today. So one of the things that I really want to impart to you, especially if you're a woman listening to this podcast is, if you are married, I would strongly, 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 strongly <laughs> encourage you to lean on what your husband feels needs to happen with the kids, especially the boys. Now, the reason being is, um, as a wife, when you are supporting and backing your husband, that kid cannot come between you. Now, this happens in mixed families, but it also happens in in normal families where, where, where both of the biological parents are the parents in the household. I used to work my parents like nobody's business. Uh, because I found that I could get them, if I could get them arguing, I could get what I wanted. And really, human nature, again, we tend to look for the easiest ways to get what we want. Now, um, so in saying that, you know, if you're a guy listening to this podcast, my thrust is to help women, but you are welcome here too, because maybe you can glean something or maybe you can get your wife to come and listen to the podcast as well. Because I firmly, firmly believe that women are the best backings, backing for their husbands, you know, the biggest cheerleader. And my husband grew up in a family where he was neglected and abused his entire childhood. Um, And 
really, it wasn't until he met me, which I'm not building myself up because I'm not anybody real, real special, but it wasn't until he met me that he actually had somebody who was a cheerleader and push it, you know, like helping him to push forward and working on all these things with him. And, um, you know, it's, and he tells people that it's because of my belief in him that he's been able to do the things that he has. And so, but I believe that's across the board. I believe that that is one of the reasons that marriage can be so, so amazing is when, excuse me, I'm sorry, I've got this cold, um, is when wives support, encourage, and just cheer their husbands on, you know, and, and, and likewise, you know, my husband honestly has been the one that, um, has really helped me to push aside my own thoughts of who I was, especially when we were younger. He's the one that has has been able to help me to see what he was seeing in me. Okay, now I didn't come from the same the same type of home. I mean, my especially my mom is a very loving person. She was always encouraging me. My biggest problem was that because I was diagnosed with dyslexia and then put in what the other kids called the retard room or the mentally handicapped children's room. I was told the whole time that I was a retard. Okay. Now I didn't have that view of these, of the other children in my, in my room, but, um, there were so many blessings that came from it, but it also really took a toll on my my self-confidence. So my husband's actually the one who has been able to help me to see that I actually do have a brain. I actually am kind of smart. Um, I could learn some more, but you know what I'm saying. So I just really think that, you know, if you are married, please work hard on being your spouse's biggest cheerleader. Um, It's so important. Excuse me again. Okay, so the reason that I fully backed my husband was that I learned with our oldest that if I didn't, that he would try to come between us. Now, like I said before, I did the same thing with my parents. It it was done in a different way by our oldest, but, um, you know, it was it was really hard. And so I learned really quickly that we needed to be really on point with what we thought and what the, you know, if we said there was going to be a punishment that both of us need to needed to support the other. Even if we didn't agree, we didn't argue about things in front of the kids. You know, our culture really pushes the idea that if we love our kids, we should pay for their college, we should buy their first car, we should, we should, we should, we should. Okay, and that's actually really backwards from the way that we really should be doing things. Now, I'm not saying that if you have bought your kids first car, or you have paid for their college that you're wrong. I'm just saying, excuse me, I'm just saying that it's really important to make sure that you're very purposeful in the choices that you do make make with these 18 to 22 year olds. I would even go so far as to say that you really should start planning what you're going to do with these kids as they get older when they're around 12 to 13, because honestly, it takes quite a mind shift. You know, not only are we no longer in control of our kids as they get older, 
we're really coaching them and helping them to learn how to thrive. Okay, so um, again, our culture tells us that we should sacrifice, we should give them everything. You see this on TV programs, you see it on movies, you know, how the teens are the ones that are smarter than their, their parents. They're the ones that are, you know, I don't know. There's just, there's a lot of things on TV, especially that is very, very negative and gives these, these kids an idea that they're better than their parents. Okay. So what I, 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 what I wonder is whatever happened to hard work, whatever happened to teaching kids to be hard workers, learn how to solve their own problems and pushing that instead of just giving them everything. And I have a story about giving, giving everything that I want to share with you as well. Um, <clears throat> as I was growing up, my, my parents made a, f- a decent income. Um, and I had a couple of cousins that lived in the area. And on, you know, holidays, we would get together and, you know, do the, the family holiday thing. And <clears throat> my two cousins would often would break things. And their reply was always, oh, it's fine. My parents will buy me a new one. What? (laughs) They'll buy you a new one. And I I never really understood that because my parents really didn't do that. Um, If I broke something, well, it was gone. Um, So anyways, fast forward that into their teens, you know, they they had some problems. Um, And it really wasn't a good a good, oh, what am I trying to say? It didn't really help them to learn how to thrive. It just, it just taught them that their parents would just take care of everything. And as they've gotten older, one of them has, has figured it out and the other one really does not thrive in his life. So, so whatever happened to empowering kids to, um, with knowledge and, and experiences rather than stuff. Have you, ever, have you ever watched birds, either like on a video or something, when their babies are ready, when they're ready for their babies to start flying, they don't wait for them to jump. A lot of the times they push their babies out. Now their babies, <coughs> excuse me, their babies have a choice. They can fly or they can die. Now that might seem really harsh, but you know, nature doesn't coddle. It doesn't help the the babies, the young. They only take care of them and nurture them when they're young. But once they're a certain age, it's time for them to figure it out. And I really believe that we as parents need to kind of adopt that principle. Now, I'm not saying loving your kids and wanting the best for them and stuff like that is wrong. I'm just saying you cannot do everything for them. You cannot fight all their battles. In fact, you shouldn't. And you're actually really hurting them when you do. What would happen if birds didn't push their young? My guess is nothing. Nothing would happen. That bird would stay there scared. Okay? Now, if you have an 18 to 21-year-old or 22-year-old who is not thriving on their own, 
I would encourage you to hear me when I say you are not helping them. If you, excuse me again, if you are, um, you know, coddling them and stuff, that's, that's not going to help them to thrive. The world isn't kind. Um, sure, there's a lot of awesome things that happen and we can choose to see whatever we want to see, but the world itself is harsh and brutal. And it won't stop to help your kid or mine. So empowering our kids is how we truly help them. Empowering them by teaching them how to work, how to solve their own problems, how to manage money, how to handle unhealthy or healthy relationships, and how to see the difference. How to stick up for themselves, not wait for mommy to come and take care of them. How to um, do this thing called life. That is when parents are empowering their kids. More and more, I see parents jump in every time their kid has a slight issue or gets in trouble, especially in school. Nine times out of 10, those parents are only teaching their, their children to be entitled. And a lot of the times, teaching them to be brats. When they grow up, the cycle doesn't stop. Okay, so <clears throat> if you ask me, that is moder- modern day child, child abuse is when parents don't teach their children how to thrive and what that looks like. Now, obviously, with each uh, personality, you're going to glean something different. And your kids are going to need something different than mine needed. Okay? Mine, you know, we, we had a mixed family. It was harder for us because we had my husband's ex constantly telling his two boys how terrible we were. And we went to an abusive church at the time. So we had a lot of stacks against us. So we had to work a lot harder to teach and train our boys. Some things that we did were successful and other things were utter failures, which I think any um, caring, loving parent is going to have some of those things. So if you're sitting here listening to this and you're feeling like, man, I failed, please don't think that. We all have failures, but we can always turn around and make them into our greatest successes and just learn the lessons that we need to learn. I got news for you. I've made lots of mistakes. (laughs) And, you know, but that doesn't mean that I was a failure as a parent because I wasn't. I have a lot of really good fruit. So the biggest thing that I hope that you take away from this podcast is Nature has a lot of lessons on good parenting techniques, and we need to learn them well if we want our kids to thrive as adults. I thank you so, so much for joining me on this episode of Mom's Mixed Family Blender podcast. And if you wouldn't mind, please leave me a review or feel free to share this podcast. You can also, if you want more information or need more help or whatever, you can also visit my blog, I'm very sorry. <laughs> you can also visit my blog at momsmixfamilyblender.com for more tips and and uh, you know tips and things on parenting, marriage, military family life, mixed family life, homeschooling, and much much more. I hope you have a wonderful day, and we'll see you again soon. Bye.